Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bats presented by Perry Ellis Fragrances, where game three has just wrapped up on the field right here behind us. Phillies win in grand fashion. They were mashing the ball all around the place. We have so much to talk about today. The Phillies offense, the Astros pitching, tipping pitches, the atmosphere here, Alex, tonight was a night. This was a lot of fun. Oh, it was crazy. The bank was rocking tonight, and rightfully so. It was home run city here in Philly. Five home runs ties for the most home runs ever in a World Series game. Like, put that into perspective right there. And it happened fast, and it happened early. It did happen fast, and three of those home runs came in the first two innings, which is an all-time World Series record. Never in the history of the World Series has there been three home runs in the first two innings of the game. It happened here tonight. So you're absolutely right. It happened often, it happened early, and it happened pretty much the entire game. And they did it all, for the most part, by the long ball. There were tons of them tonight. Oh, it was all home runs. So we got to start with the man who got it all started, Bryce Harper, a monster two-run home run, the MVP doing MVP things here tonight. You, you, I couldn't have said it better. The last swing Bryce Harper took in this stadium was that home run in the eighth inning against the Padres. Yeah. Fast forward to tonight, his first swing back, a home run in the World Series, his first World Series at bat. How poetic is that? I mean, it was beautiful. And you kind of had that feeling, too, because he was a little quiet game one. Game two got things started, and then he's back home in Philly. His first World Series game here in Philly, his first at bat, and it leaves the ballpark. It's poetic. He is He's an MVP. He's a two-time MVP. He's killing it this postseason. Bryce Harper is having one of the greatest postseasons of all time. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. You look at the statistics. Um, eight multi-hit games, okay? Eight. That's the most in Philly's postseason history. Yeah. Okay? That's crazy. And th- these numbers go on and on and on. Multi-hit games, okay? He has more multi-hit games in this postseason than everybody. He's fourth most all time. Fourth most all time. Not just the Phillies. Bryce Harper has the fourth most multi-hit games in a single postseason all time. I have... No qualms about saying this is one of the greatest postseasons we have ever seen. He continues to rise to the biggest occasions. That NLCS at bat, you just had that feeling. We've talked about that so many times. And then tonight, the first World Series at bat for Bryce Harper, the first World Series in Philadelphia for so long. They've been waiting for this. The built-up tension in this place was ready to erupt. And again, It was Bryce Harper that made them erupt. This postseason has been remarkable, and record after record is going down at the hands of the reigning MVP. It really is. And one of the other things we saw him do was help out his teammates after that home run. We saw him, you know, whispering possibly what he could have seen from Lance McCullers Jr. So we we really have to hit on Lance McCullers Jr. And was he tipping 
pitches? Because this was a big conversation. We saw a lot of talk on social media. We saw a lot of videos back to back of what he looked like with each pitch he was doing. But let's let's break it all down from the beginning. What is tipping pitches? Yeah, you know, this this was viral here tonight. And you say, was he tipping pitches? I, I don't think that's a question at this point. I think Lance McCullers Jr. was clearly tipping pitches tonight. But what does that mean? Let's yeah. step back for a second. Because all of the talk tonight was about Lance and tipping pitches and all of this and all of that. What does it mean? Okay. Tipping pitches is when the pitcher is doing something where the batter can pick up on it so he knows what pitch is coming. Okay. AKA, he's tipping his hand to the opposing team. Now, as you mentioned, Bryce Harper hits that home run, yep. goes back into the dugout. We see it right here as we're watching this. He whispers, Alec, whispers something to Alec Bum. Alec Bum goes up in the bottom of the second inning. First pitch he sees. A home run. Then guess what? Brandon Marsh. Home run. It was one after the other after the other. So you start thinking, what's going on here? Yeah. Then you start. For me, it was that video of Harper talking to Bum. He was he was relaying what he saw. Yeah. Now, tipping pitches is very, very, very common in the game of baseball, but it is an art. It is an art form to be good and masterful at picking up signs, okay? It is something we are taught. It is something we are told to figure out. I remember pregame in the Tigers. We would have pregame meetings about how to work on tipping pitches and how to pick up on it, how to relay it to the batter. It's been around in baseball for a long, long time. But it is not easy, okay? But once you figure it out, then you can go from there. Dusty Baker on if Lance McCullers was tipping his pitches. We didn't see anything. Well, guess what? I did. Twitter did. There yeah. was a video that was posted of Lance McCullers and what he was doing on the mound. So let me explain. Now that we know tipping pitches is when the batter can see something that the pitcher is doing. This video right here explains it very well. If you're just listening, I'll explain it. The leg kick. With Lance McCullers tonight, it was his leg kick. Every time he was lifting his leg high, he would throw his signature curveball. When he was throwing a fastball, he wasn't lifting his leg near as high, and he was honestly squatting down a little bit more. So the leg kick was the, the biggest tell here, but honestly, there was a lot that went into it. His leg kick, his glove placement, his head placement, his path, his arm path, there was a lot here. There is no doubt in my mind that Lance McCullers was tipping his pitches. I think that became a massive talking point, but I just wanted to explain a little bit about what it means because it is, it's not easy, yeah. right? It's an art form. You are taught to figure it out. Everybody in the dugout is told to figure it out, but it's not easy to. Here tonight, the Phillies figured him out. They did a great job of doing that. They got the word around to each other, and they did damage. They did. Now, even though Dusty Baker said they didn't see that he was tipping pitches, when you're giving up five home runs, which is the most by a pitcher in a single World Series game, why don't you pull him at that point? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, I think there were a couple different factors here. By the time you realize what's going on, your team's down 4 nothing. You're down 4 nothing after two innings, yeah. which isn't the end of the world. We've seen... We've seen it. comebacks in yeah. five nothing games in this World Series, but Lance McCullers is a guy for you, right? He's your number three starter, but 
He's a really good number three starter, and this is the first game of three games in a row in the World Series. The last thing that you want to do is go to your bullpen in the third inning and have to get six, seven innings from your bullpen. That's a nightmare. So they didn't want to do that, but they kept him in when clearly all of the world had figured out yeah. that Lance McCullers was tipping his pitches, but apparently he didn't get that word fast enough. I do think he ended up figuring it out. Um, but that brings up another good question of, well, we're all talking about this, and the Phillies know. Why doesn't? Yeah. Why don't? Why don't they know? Yeah, don't how, they how do they not know at this point? So a lot of times, you'll know you're tipping pitches, and you can tell by the swings the other team has taken, but you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what the other team has on you. So Bryce Harper goes up to Alec Bohm and whispers in his ear, "Hey, high leg kick means curveball. Low leg kick means fastball." But the Astros on the other side don't know what they're saying. They see yeah. the whispering. They know something's happening, yeah. but they can't quite figure it out. So it's not as easy as just saying, well, fix it. You, you see what's happening. No. I mean, we on Twitter saw it was happening because yeah. we had videos like this one from Pitching Ninja side by sides making it pretty obvious. But uh, tipping pitches is an art form. It has been around since the history of baseball. It is very, very, very tough to do, yeah. and it is an art form, and the Phillies did it tonight, so kudos to them. And one last point on this. Yeah. The Astros didn't score a single run, so let's not get, it, let's not get carried away here. Yeah. The Phillies scored when they needed to score. They put up tons of runs, but the Astros weren't going to win this game scoring zero runs. I promise you that. There has never been a baseball team that has won. Scoring zero bases, scoring yeah, zero no, runs. Yeah, no, you can't do that. And McCullers right here, you can see, only allowed four home runs this year entering tonight, and then he allowed five here in the World Series. What is that? That explains everything. I, it's crazy. They knew it was coming, and I, I can't stress this enough because some of the – one final point here. Yeah. I know I'm getting kind of carried away, but this is important. A lot of the conversation that I ended up seeing on Twitter was, well, they, they know it's coming. That's not right. No, 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 no. All the credit here goes to the Phillies. They did the work. They put in the homework. They executed on the field. They got the job done. Okay, this could be something that Bryce Harper noticed in film ahead of time and then said, okay, I need to wait until my first at bat to see if this is right before I pass it along to everybody else. He obviously went out that first at bat, saw what he needed to see, passed it along to everybody else, and the Phillies had a field day tonight. Yeah, and once they got him figured out, the Phillies supporting cast followed suit from Bryce Harper. Once he gave him the tip, once everyone saw it coming. And we've heard that hitting is contagious, but it also helps when you have an idea of what might be coming. Absolutely, but this lineup deserves so much credit, Alex. I mean, I feel like every other night when we're talking Phillies, we're yeah. talking about the supporting cast. And guess what? This supporting cast wouldn't be a supporting cast if it wasn't for Bryce Harper, who's one of the greatest players on the planet. Right? Yeah. All these other guys are studs and are a fixture in this lineup. So much credit goes out to them. And even if they if even if the pitcher is tipping, it's not easy to hit a baseball. No. Round ball, round bat, hundred miles an hour, you have point zero three seconds to hit a uh uh. It's it's not easy to do it. These guys tonight had a field day and, and it was all the guys that I feel like we've been talking about yeah. time in and time out, except for a new one here offensively. Our buddy Brandon Marsh. I love to what see What a it. night he had with the home run. He had a couple of hits. Reese Hoskins, Kyle Schwarber, Alec Bohm with a laser down the line. So much credit is due to Alec Bohm, who in the first two games of the World Series had the hardest exit velocity of everybody. Tonight was the second after his home run down the left field line. So Alec Bohm is raking. 
credit to him, and like you said, credit to the entire supporting cast surrounding Bryce Harper, who's having one of the greatest postseasons of all time. And we were talking about it together, and we were watching the home runs leave the ballpark, but every time one did, this place went absolutely crazy. And just before Reese Hoskins' home run, we saw his wife, we saw a photo <laughs> on, on Twitter, Instagram, of her buying a case of beers for Philly fans in the concourse, just adding to how epic this place is, how electric the fans are. You could really feel a little bit of that home field advantage tonight. Uh, you can see the picture right here. This, Alex, it's a party here. It is. It's a it's party. It's raging. It's a vibe. It is pregame. It is postgame. Every game, yeah. right after the last out, we wait down in the tunnel for yeah. that last out to go in the glove, the final out. The gate opens. Alex and I walk out onto the field. And as we're walking, fans are celebrating. Fireworks go off. Everybody starts filing out. Not here. No. They were sticking around for 20 minutes. Honestly, they were sticking around until five minutes ago. Until they're kicked out. Until they're literally yeah. kicked out. And I can't <laughs> stress this enough, 20 minutes easy post-game. Dancing on my own is playing. Some other videos they're playing. They know all of them. They they're singing. Everything. They're dancing. They're yelling at their players. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about the crowd here and how incredible they have been and Reese Hoskins' wife buying beer for everybody. Maybe that person yeah. right there that we're seeing There's got the one. There was wine. a beer shower in the stands tonight, a home run early in the game, beer going everywhere. It's a party here. Uh, it's, a, it's a party. But we also see how much the players appreciate the fans and give it back to them. Just from Nick Castellanos, sliding catch, the first play of the game, pointing up to the fans. You know, that's a great point, and I'm glad you brought that up because you never see that. Yeah. You know, it's not something you normally see. And you'll see you'll see players acknowledge the crowd when they hit a home run. But this was awesome. And we're yeah. watching the video now that was shot by Thomas Mason, who did an incredible job here. This is beautiful. I This is beautiful. Um, but I was so pumped up about this behind this, watching in the stands, because I saw Castellanos make this catch, which is like his third or fourth great catch in recent memory, which he's not known to be a defensive guy. And maybe we need to change that narrative. But he makes that play, he turns around, and this crowd that is so clearly a part of this magical run. Yes, they are. Castellanos gets up, turns around, and just points to the crowd, says one out, points all around, pumps up the crowd. And I got chills watching it. It was a special moment, and you don't often see players that wrapped up in the moment knowing that, hey, this, this is a special moment for me in my life, and it's a special moment for them as well. And uh, I can't speak highly enough about that, about Nick Castellanos, who's a friend of the pod, yeah. and about the number of plays he's been making in the outfield. That Look, there's this, there's this factor called uh, a rating, number of stars for a catch, right? Yeah. Three-star catch, four-star catch, five-star catch. Nick Castellanos, three-plus star catches. He has seven of them this year, right? That means 75% or less of a chance to catch the ball. Four of his seven have come in the postseason. So we're not just seeing it with our eyes. Yep. It's true. Nick Castellanos is making plays that we haven't always seen from him. And he's excited. The crowd's excited. And they're sharing that together. And it's really cool. It just really adds to the point that there is some special postseason magic going on here with the Phillies. You can feel it the moment you walk into the stadium. These fans also getting rained out yesterday, pent up energy, not like just so excited to be here today. You could tell that there was just going to be that little extra edge in the crowd, but then we also saw it 
immediately on the field. First play from Nick Cassianos that we just showed, and then Bryce Harper, monster home run. I mean, they were right. The Phillies came out with something extra tonight. I think this is a this is like a stereotypical thing to say, like, ah, they, the crowd wasn't sitting all game. That's not typically true. Crowds sit. Yeah. Tonight, this crowd, I don't think, put their butt in the seat no. until at least the fourth inning <laughs> when they were already up like five nothing. It was it was really cool to see. It was special here tonight. I had a feeling after what we experienced here in the NLCS yeah. that it would be a really special atmosphere. And uh, I was blown away and I couldn't speak highly enough of the crowd here tonight. Uh, and, and neither could the players. It was cool. I know. Philly fans, you guys are magical. But now we need to switch gears and let's talk about the other side, the Astros. Because their aggressive approach, the first two games, we were singing praise to. It kind of backfired on them here tonight. It definitely backfired here tonight. And one of the things we talked about on the field after game two was, why don't more teams, why, why don't they always just come out swinging? It worked yeah. so great. Three doubles in the first four pitches of the game. What a great approach they had against Zach Wheeler, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball. But I mentioned that night, there is a contrary point to that. Mm -hmm. And there is a fallback that could fail miserably. And tonight we saw that, right? Ranger Suarez was on the mound in game three. He had never started a World Series game in his career. And I don't care what you have done in your life, where, he, where you have pitched, anything like that. You can't prepare for the emotions that you're going to feel when you take that mound for the first time as a starting pitcher in the World Series. So you go out there, the Astros stick with their same approach, right, of yep. I'm going to swing and hope for the best, and I'm going to get my pitch and I'm going to swing. Altuve did that. Yeah. He got out. Jeremy Pena did that. He got out. Next thing you know, you have this pitcher that is feeling all of these emotions mm -hmm. that you've allowed to settle in two pitches into the game. That's the biggest thing here is those two swings and two outs calmed those nerves oh, that yeah. can determine a game one way or the other. Next thing you know, you're thinking two outs, nobody on. They've swung at two pitches. I'm two pitches into this game. Mm -hmm. This is great. I'm smooth sailing from here. And it was for him. Ranger Suarez was dominant. And the Astros, that game plan that worked so well in game two, this was the contrary point. This was the fallback of what could have happened if they did get out. And we saw what happened here tonight. So moving forward, because obviously it worked for them game one, game two, getting out to that early lead, swinging early, not here tonight, do you change your approach heading into game four? I think you come up with your approach before the game. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it's, uh, hey, guys, we're, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. You approach a certain game and a certain pitcher this, the same way you talk about in the meeting beforehand. So what are they going to do? I don't know how they're going to face Aaron Nola. It yeah. could be totally different. I promise you, if they come out and get two outs on the first two pitches tomorrow, that's not a good look. No. So I, I, I don't know what we see. I, and I, I do believe this. Jose Altuve swings and swings a lot yeah. and swings a lot at the first pitch. If he swings at the first pitch and gets out, we will not see Jeremy Pena doing that tomorrow. That, that can't happen again. You can't allow a pitcher to have two pitches and two outs for the reason I just spoke about of – all of those nerves yeah. can just be alleviated two pitches into the game, and next thing you know, a guy can coast. So let's dive into Ranger Suarez because that's a really big deal, starting your first World Series game and, and getting two outs on the first two pitches. What impressed you about what he did tonight? Five scoreless innings. He was locked in. Alex, everything. Everything impressed me. Look, you would take it if you're the Phillies and a guy's getting his first World Series start. If he goes out five innings and gives up 
two runs. Yeah. He didn't do that. He went out and didn't give up a single run. He was really good, and it was coming off of an outing that he pitched in out of relief, yeah. right, which adds so <laughs> much stress. So he pitched out of relief, and then his old schedule's thrown off. Now he's supposed to start in game four, but no, no, no. There's a rain out. Now I'm going to start in game three. Nothing that has happened for Ranger Suarez so far has been the norm, mm -hmm. if you will. So I was so impressed with his ability to come out get two quick outs, get out of that first inning, and then he settled in and had guys off balance all night long. There really weren't even many balls that were hit very hard. And uh, one of the, my keys to this entire series was going to be Ranger Suarez and if he could step up and be a good number three because we all know Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. But I thought Ranger Suarez was underrated, and we've been seeing that here and in the last series. He was great tonight, and that's why they won this ballgame. And one of my keys tonight was that Ranger Suarez had to silence the Astros' bats early if they wanted to win, and he did both of those things. Oh, he just has such a swag to him, too. Oh, that, my that's God. We, fun. Saw we saw it again tonight on that comeback. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Bit. He had a hard-hit ball right back to him, hit his glove, dropped it, took a moment, then threw it to first base. He's just fun to watch. You can tell he he's – if he is nervous, you would have no idea – He's just having a time out there. Yes, he is. And this is the 40th game in Philly's World Series history. It's their second ever scoreless start of any length, joining Kurt Schilling's 1993 Whoa. World Series Game 5 shutout. Kind of a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. Yeah. And he deserves all of the credit in the world for coming out and dominating as he did here tonight. <sighs> that was fun. You know what else was fun? What? <laughs> Your brother's Philly hello. That was now a fun conversation to, yesterday. That was a really fun conversation. So hopefully you listened to that show yesterday. But if you want to explain <laughs> your brother on the bus and giving a new Philly hello. Yeah, I talked about it in detail on, on our show yesterday. Despite the game getting rained out, we had quite a bit to talk about. Thanks to my brother. Uh, <laughs> but... Quick synopsis here, the bus, the team bus was pulling in. His window had been shattered. We don't know how it was shattered, but it wasn't anybody throwing anything. Um, but somebody flicked off Justin on the bus, and he smiled and flicked him off right back. And he got off the bus, gave that person a thumbs up. They decided to flick him back off, and he did it right back. And I was talking to him in the dugout, and he called it his Philly hello. That's, yeah. just, that's what they do, and I was yeah. doing it right back. New update to this story. <laughs> New update today. That girl that was flicking him off, giving him the Philly hello, was back today when the team bus got there. And Justin went over to her when he got off the bus, and they took a picture together. You can see it right here if you're watching. And I just think, I, I think this is so cool. But, Alex, yeah. the story doesn't end here. No, because we saw your brother on the field during batting practice, and he told us this story. And then as we were walking away... Someone flagged us down, flagged you down in particular, as we were walking on the warning track. It, it, it was so cool. So, like you said, Justin comes out of the dugout and goes, dude, by the way, I took a picture with that girl. Yeah. She, she found me. I saw her. I it went up awesome. and I took a photo with her. Yeah. And we did the middle finger thing and she posted it. It's <laughs> like, no way. That's crazy. That's really cool of you to do. I'm walking off the field. You and I are walking off together. And I hear Ben. And I look. And she goes, I'm the girl that gave the Philly hello. <laughs> I'm like, I was just talking about you to my brother. And yes. she goes, what? So I go over there. Uh, we talk for a few minutes. And naturally, 
she asked me to do the same. I yeah. took a photo as normal and then took one. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Giving the Philly hello as well. And it was just a great ending to this really cool story. Every person she was with couldn't have spoke more highly of Justin and the entire situation. Yeah. They loved it. We loved it. Mm -hmm. She loved it. Justin loved it. Uh, and just a really cool conclusion yes. to this story. Oh, I loved it, too. You're, you, we're kind of noticing that with Philly fans. It's aggression up front. And then when you go say hi and get to know them, it's just a love of the game and a love of the fact that you're coming over, you're acknowledging their passion for the game. We saw it with your fans in the crowd that have been yelling at you every time oh God, you walk out of the tunnel. I've and then today they're loving you. Uh, even yesterday, I like know. you said, I was getting booed and I was getting the Philly hello, and I didn't think it was a hello at that point, but they were yelling at me. <laughs> and then you know what I did? Yeah. I started waving. I started being nice. I went up into the stands, tapped on their shoulder, and they all took pictures. We all yep. smiled. We all laughed. And I have grown such an appreciation for this Philly fan base that I believe gets a bad rap to the general public. They are bold, they are passionate, and they will call you out and they will yell at you if you're a fan of the other team, but it's all in good-natured fun, I think, and I've been having an absolute blast with them. It, it has been so much fun. So much fun. I, I, I think we talked about it, I've talked about it a lot, just how magical and aggressively passionate these fans are but it's something that you have to really be here to experience because it just feels alive the stadium feels alive the game feels like a different level just because they're in on every pitch every at bat the players are playing back with them yeah and it's just fun it is it's so much fun and we get to do it again tomorrow Game four coming up, Aaron Nola on the mound against Christian Javier. That's a good matchup we have here tomorrow. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Christian Javier's last outing was great against the New York Yankees. And uh, we're not letting you rap yet. I'm just letting you know. Oh, I'm getting a, a sign from producer Reg over there, maybe. <laughs> we see uh, our buddy Brendan Marsh oh, our boy. over, maybe. Are we going to get him? No? We'll just keep going? I don't know. No? Yeah? Keep yeah. going? Okay. Keep going? Keep talking. Brandon Marsh is close. And, you know, if Brandon Marsh comes over here, yeah. whether he comes over or not, at, at some point I'm going to ask him. We have to. Why is your hair always wet? Sweat? A towel? I mean, there's a lot of talk online about it. It could be the first inning of the game. It could be BP, <laughs> and I'll see him come out of the dugout, and it looks like he has been swimming. Yeah. There's got to be an answer. There has to be an answer to that question. But – you also just got to be so happy for him. Like, just, just put this all into perspective here. He started the season with the Angels, comes to the Phillies halfway through, gets an opportunity to be in the postseason, fight for the postseason, and then he is just having the most incredible time. He ended up walking back to the dugout, so we're not going to get him right now. But hopefully we'll get him in the next couple of days, and we'll be able to ask him that I, question. Either way, as I yeah. mentioned, I am asking him that question, so stay tuned in the future because at some point, we're going to figure out why his hair is always wet. But 
As I said, game four tomorrow, Christian Javier, Aaron Nola pumped up for this matchup. Aaron Nola was not supposed to throw game four. Another benefit of the postponement for the Phillies is that Nola will be pitching. Christian Javier has been dynamite for the Astros of late. Another good pitching matchup, and uh, you never want to say things are a must win unless it's an elimination, but the Astros, I promise you, do not want to go down 3-1. to one. So Alex and I uh, will be back tomorrow pregame, pregame today, was fun. I think tomorrow we might get a little more in the weeds with the fans and get, we, we get gotta some rowdy go, fans. Yeah, we got to get a little a little further <laughs> down in the stadium, in the heart of the stadium. Uh, well, today was a blast. We'll be back tomorrow for a Flippin' Bats pregame show and postgame show again for tonight. This has been a blast. Phillies win big and take a 2-1 lead. And this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats presented by Perry Ellis Fragrances. And until tomorrow, we will see you next time. Yeah.